This is Oasis City Radio Music. This is Oasis City Radio Music. This is Oasis City Radio Music. Twenty-four hours a day at oasiscityradio.com. Tune in, iHeartRadio, and the Oasis City Radio app. This is Oasis City Radio music. Oasis City Radio. Well, good evening and Merry Christmas. Who opened a present already? Oh, come on, cheaters. I opened a present. I did, I did. I'm glad that you're here and that you chose to worship uh, at Oasis City Church tonight. And I just want to encourage you uh, from the scripture today. So would you just grab your Bibles and open them up to Isaiah uh, chapter 9, verse Six is where we get started. If you don't have a Bible with you, you probably have a phone that has a Bible on it, or you can just, uh, since you've already cheated and opened a present, you can just cheat and look on the screen. Um, we'll repent afterwards, and everybody will be forgiven. Uh, but would you look in the scripture with us today in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And on the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform us. For unto us, a child is born, and unto us a son is given. This prophecy was thousands of years before the birth of Jesus. And one of the things that we need to recognize is Jesus didn't just come to build a kingdom. He came for us. For unto us a son is born. Unto us a child is given. It's amazing to me that Uh, The entire world uh, depended, the entire system that God was trying to change depended on a baby in a manger in swaddling clothes. That's the way God, in his wisdom, decided to send a savior, to send a king. Now, if it were me, I would have probably sent uh, a warrior on a horse with weapons and uh, an entire legion uh, to establish a kingdom. Maybe even like bring in some weapons from the future that they didn't even know then. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? You know, I mean, it'd be like, what? A grenade? Like, we don't even have gunpowder. That's just me, but I'm not God. He chose to have his entire plan dependent upon an infant in a manger in swaddling clothes. From heaven's perspective, the birth of Jesus 
was spectacular. From Earth's perspective, it was rather unremarkable. From heaven's perspective, it was so spectacular that the king of glory, God eternal, the alpha, the omega, the word of God, the creator of all things would strip himself of all of that and come to have a human experience. It was spectacular. From the earth's perspective, it was really awkward. It's one thing for a prince who's going to be a king to be born into a palace already. That's the normal way that things go. Kings and queens have babies. And these babies are destined to take over one day, but they are guarded and they are protected and they're in the palace and they get the best of the best. They eat the best of the best. They, they're educated. They are clothed properly. And then finally, one day when it's their time and it's their moment, they get to be king. It's not God's plan. God chose to do it in a, in a way that seemed actually controversial. I mean, a virgin birth. No room in the inn. A stable sheep smelly barn stuff a betrothed couple that may have not even lasted had it not been for an angel that came and intervened i mean there was a lot of drama on the earth's perspective it just didn't seem like a way a king would arrive it didn't seem like a way a savior would come it didn't seem like a way that this child this little baby is going to change the course of world history from heaven's perspective, it was spectacular that God would choose to come and become one of us while remaining God so that he could have an experience like you and I and so we could relate to Jesus as the son of man. See, just because your external circumstances look pretty grim doesn't mean that Jesus isn't right there in the middle of it. Just because your circumstances that you wish was a palace, but it turned out to be a barn, doesn't mean that Christ isn't there right in the middle of your barn situation. Just because this Christmas may be, you may be thinking this is the worst holiday season of your life. Or maybe you're thinking that, well, a few years ago it was a little better. But regardless of your present circumstances, let me encourage you, don't look at the external things, look at Jesus right in the barn of your life. Jesus right in the stable, right in the middle of all the drama, right in the middle of all the chaos, right in the middle of all of the, uh, all of the lack that you may have right now in this moment, all the, in all of the drama and the relationships, Jesus is right there. As a matter of fact, Jesus was like on the hit list from day one. As soon as he's born and discovered, Herod sends out an army to kill Tens of thousands, 100,000 males under the age of two years of age because he doesn't want a king to overthrow him. Jesus is born right in the middle of a whole lot of drama. 
a whole lot of circumstances. But that's exactly how God planned it. That's exact. It was no accident that there was no room for him. It was no accident that, that they had to even save and protect Jesus in the barn. There's no accident that, that Mary and Joseph had to flee and, and go to Egypt. There's no accident in all of that. It was all perfectly orchestrated, even though when you read the story, it looks like there's a lot of oops moments. For unto us child is born unto us a a son is given i think the humble experience of jesus shows us a little bit in our materialistic society just how important internal things are and how less important external things can be i think in the humble birth of a savior coming it, it can prove to us in, in our world, in our society, where we're kind of keeping up with the Joneses and we're trying to, you know, honey, how much is the gift card? To, you know, they got us $50, so we got to spend the 50 You know, 55 I've got to one-up them. They've got to just leave the price tag on it. I know it was a discount, but if they see the original price was $74.99, they don't need to know that we paid $39.99. Forget the gift receipt, you know. Keeping up with the external, you know, just kind of one-upping a little bit. I mean, I, you, you, you all have friends like that, don't you? you know, just one step ahead. I wouldn't know this from any experience. Not at all. Not, it, not in competitive in the least bit. I mean, th- these are just things I've hear, heard stories of, you know, from other people's shopping experiences. But I do feel that we miss... The internal for the external in so many cases. It's kind of like, it's not really about the dinner, but it's about the people that you're eating the meal with. I mean, it's not really about the bed. It's about, did you really sleep well? I guess it's about who you're sleeping with. I mean, have you ever gotten into an argument and your spouse kicked you out of that bed? I mean, that's not a good situation. So I guess you need to have peace in your marriage. But you could have a bed that, that you purchased the frame from Spain, hand-carved, and it looks perfect. And you could have the, the mattress itself could be made from Egyptian cotton. You can have it all imported, and you can have this. You could have the Hilton collection or the Pottery Barn collection comfort set. You could have diamonds and jewels that you imparted from South Africa to make it look like a great big design, and you could have it twice as big as the regular king-size bed. It can look amazing and cost $20,000, but if you can't sleep, what good is it? What good is the giant house that looks perfect on the inside? completely organized, has all the bedrooms, but you don't really have anybody to enjoy the home with. I think Jesus, in the humble experience of the manger, shows us how to find Christ and the important things in the stuff that it's not really about the stuff, but it's really about who you're doing the stuff with. Tomorrow, it's likely that you'll have dinner with somebody that you might not get along with. 
It's likely that somebody's traveled in to see you and you're not happy that they're sleeping in your home. It's likely that all the circumstances just aren't, you know, it's likely that you're looking for forward to December 27th in some cases. <laughs> Somebody said, yes. Amen. Preach. Preach, sister. Preach. But I want to encourage you to go ahead and look for Christ in the midst of your drama. Look for a Jesus moment right in the mix of all the stuff that on the outside looks so stressful and doesn't look quite right. And I read that scripture in Isaiah, and it repeats itself right again in Luke chapter 2. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. How many people? All people. For unto you born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And he will be a sign for you, and you will find a baby, baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. It's all part of the strategic plan of God. Because it's all part of a God who wants to have a human experience so that not only that he can relate to you, but that you can actually relate to him. See, the scripture tells us that God does not sleep nor he slumbers. So Jesus had to come in order for God to know what being tired felt like. See, when you're going to bed at 11 o'clock at night, God can't go to bed at 11 o'clock because 11 o'clock for you is 11 a.m. for somebody else or 7 a.m. for somebody else. Someone's having an emergency at 6 a.m. and they need to hear him. He does not sleep nor does he slumber. But Jesus knew what it was like to be tired. Jesus knew what it was like to need a nap. Jesus knew what it was like to, to need some rest and to sleep. Jesus knew what it was like to be hungry. Jesus knew what it was like to, to, to have an experience of temptation where even God himself says, I want to be able to relate to people and I want them to relate to me. And the way he does that is through his son, Jesus. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. You and I can receive Jesus because he was given for you. He was given for me. We together can receive the truth of the gospel of Jesus that a savior was born, but it just wasn't a story from 2,000 years ago. It's an experience that you and I can have today and each and every day. And, and it's a story that you can tell tomorrow at the dinner table. It's a story that you can share tonight. It's, it's a prayer that you can pray with somebody who might be going through some troubles, who, who might not have the greatest Christmas season of their life, who 2018 may have been a challenge for. I was in a conversation just the other day and somebody said, I was inviting them to the service. I didn't know the person. And they said, well, you know, you don't even know that Jesus was born on December 25th anyway. I said, yeah, I know you're right. You know, I've studied it. It's probably more like April, May, June, you know, there's, but nobody knows. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you guys are getting this thing wrong all these years. How do you expect to invite people like me to your church? You can't even get the date right. I was like, wow. 
I was just trying to order a coffee. <laughs> but you know what? I don't really care when Jesus was born. I just cared that he was born. And I just said, you know, and I, I said it that way in a nice way. You know, I, I, I said, you know, well, I don't really care to debate the actual date because, you know, there were people that came to the United States of America when it was founded, before it was founded. We don't know exactly when they were born. But that grandmother was born, and their grandchildren are happy that they were born. There are people all over humanity. You don't know exactly when they were born, but we just know they've made an impact. And the important thing is that they were born. The important thing is that Jesus came to destroy the works of the evil one, to bring hope to hopeless situations, to bring saving to dying situations, to be your hope and your joy, to be the wonderful counselor, mighty God, to be your peace in time of trouble, to be your savior because everybody needs a savior. It's not important that we celebrate on December 25th or that we're doing a Christmas Eve service or that our Christmas services are on December 23rd. It's important that we have Jesus. Our ushers are coming forward right now and they are going to light the candles at the end of the row. And as they're doing that, if you would just kindly tilt yours and light the person next to you, I want to close with just reminding us of this Scripture one more time. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. And he will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passion and the commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. If you need counsel and comfort, it's found in Jesus. If you need peace, it's found in Jesus. If you need hope, hope is found in Jesus. If you need a father, a father is found in Jesus. If you need family, family is found in Jesus. If you need healing, healing is found in Jesus. If you need counsel, counsel is found in Jesus. If you need answers, answers are found in Jesus. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And upon his government and peace, it will never end.